Welcome to episode 36 of Nightmare Theatre, an open book club for nightmares. Just confirm, please, when you get to this part that you can hear me. Uh, so what we do is we uh, read nightmares here from Reddit. Uh, if you'd like me to read one, then you can send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to read it uh, either at the end of tonight, if there's time, or uh, a month from now, so uh, uh, August 8th. Um, because I'm now doing this show uh, at the second Sunday of each month. All right, sweet. Sounds like the audio is working. That's perfect. And I was also apologizing preemptively for the car honks going on outside the, my window. I think there's something to do with uh, uh, the European Cup. It's been happening every weekend, but it's been going for four hours, and I hope it's going to start to die down soon. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, hi from Reddit. Excellent. So I think without further ado, let's just hop into some of these nightmares. Yeah, I don't know, I guess I haven't used OBS in a while and it just disconnected my microphone or something, but here we go. So this is a post by a user named Zalasar. The post is titled, The Black Silhouette. The post reads, When I was younger, I used to have this recurring nightmare almost every night like three to four times a week. I had this for years, to the point where I started to be self-aware in it. I was a bit, it was about this black figure hunting me down. The nightmare happened in random locations, but it always ended with the same, with it chasing me down. The nightmare started with me in a pretty random location. Could be my house, school, yard, a random forest, or pretty much anywhere else. These locations always had minimal light, and if it was outside, it would always be exclusively nighttime. I would proceed to figure out where I am and what I'm doing here. I would be waiting for someone or solving a problem like fixing a door or helping someone out that isn't there. I would get this intense feeling of fear and danger as the whole place would go silent. No noise except for my breathing alone. I would run and run for no reason, except the thought that I'm going to get caught, even though nothing is chasing me. I get nowhere, though. I could run for minutes and look around just to find myself in the same location. Then, I could see him. A roughly six-foot-tall sil silhouette of a humanoid thing. Immediately, I knew what was going to happen. There was no choice in the matter. I'm unable to physically move or do anything. No, even move my eyesight away from him. Then I would hear its loud footsteps, like galloping at incredible speeds as he sprinted towards me. I did nothing, because I could do nothing. When he finally reached me, he doesn't stop. He runs straight through me, and I would feel this intense cold and wake up sweating with my heart racing. And this would repeat. Almost every night, it got to the point where I could control the dream and be self-aware and already recognize if he's going to be in the same nightmare with the black figure. I could change everything, even switch locations. But as soon as I saw a glimpse of it, I was helpless, couldn't move, couldn't change anything. I just waited for him to catch me. I stopped having this dream a couple years ago. I'm 20 now. I used to get it ever since I was 12. I stopped having it around 18 or 19 years old. Still don't know what it meant. Hmm. 
Well, being chased in a nightmare indicates that you are uh, avoiding some confrontation in real life, either with another person or situation. Now, I'm not sure what this, you know, shadow person could represent or what this figure could represent. I think I'm usually a little more in this direction, sorry. Um, but the fact that you stopped having it might give you some clues. You could look into things like what was going on those years ago, especially the time that you were having it like three or four times a week. And uh, yeah, and then kind of like reverse engineer what it might mean from there. Uh, but certainly a very scary nightmare. Italy won. Okay, so that explains what all the honking is and cars revving their engines outside my window. <laughs> this is a post by a user named Spam Central. The post is titled, Silly but Scary Nightmare from when I was three or four that I still remember. The post reads, this nightmare must have scared me so badly as a three or four year old that it has been imprinted onto my conscious brain. As a kid, I slept on the floor and stared down the hallway toward the bathroom. At the end of the hall, the fire alarm was on the wall and it had a glowing red light. For some reason, I was terrified of it. The darkness and the red light looked like an eye or something. In the dream, I woke up, so I thought it was real. I saw the fire alarm come alive and jump off the wall. It had arms and legs. It stood there for a second, then walked off into the bathroom. This was the first panic attack of my life, I guess. My heart was racing in the nightmare. It had come alive. I had to go to the bathroom, and now it was in there. So being in the dream, I kind of teleported to the edge of the bathroom doorway and peeked around the corner. It was sitting on the toilet swinging its legs around, pointing its body downward. It then looked at me with the red light. After that, it went dark. LOL, so yeah, as a child I was terrified of it, but I don't remember ever thinking of it or being scared except during that nightmare. It did give me a panic attack. I have a similar memory of childhood and lying in my bed and looking out at, I think it was the fire alarm red light outside my door. And also, uh, our doorbell was kind of like in eye shot of where my bed was, and it had kind of an odd shape. Um, and I would look at that and the red light, you know, kind of bouncing off of it, and it scared me a bit in a way. I don't know why, just something a bit unsettling about the red light, I guess. Oh, there's the honking. I don't know if it was going this whole time, I just noticed it now. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I know that this is, you know, the, the poster, Spam Central, was mentioning that this is a bit of a silly nightmare, right? Because it's a, a fire alarm and it's jumping off the off the wall and it's kind of like twiddling its legs on the toilet and it's like, that you wouldn't think it would be scary, but I think that the realism of it, I can definitely understand how that's scary. Like if you're actually witnessing your fire alarm jump off and yeah, a lot like it, and you believe that it's real. Also, you said at the start of the dream that you were sleeping on your floor, and it wasn't clear to me at first that that was the dream, but very pleased to see that it, in fact, is part of the dream. This is a post by a user named Yegar Lydia. The post is titled, I Need Help. The post reads, I've been having nightmares for a long time now. 
It got to the point where I don't want to sleep because I'm afraid of having a nightmare. I do sometimes listen to scary stories or true crime, but I don't watch horrors, and I'm definitely not into gore. I made this Reddit account just to post this. I'm looking for help, for someone who can explain to me what these nightmares mean and how to get rid of them. There's a pattern in my dreams. Something is chasing me or I'm unable to speak, even though I really need to. One that didn't have any of these patterns was so far the most disturbing. Uh, gore. Uh, okay, trigger warning, gore. I was living in some type of western old town. I had a huge family, like 10 plus siblings. I was abused there. I don't remember much, but my mom was definitely yelling at me a lot and slapping me, pouring cold water on me. I met a guy. He's in real life my boyfriend, which is uh, weird. I liked him and he agreed to sleep with me. I got pregnant, unfortunately, and didn't know what to do. I went to meet up with him because I loved him and wanted to run away from the whole village thing so that we could live a regular life together. He laughed, told me that he's not going to support me in any way, and that he just wanted sex. I cried and went back home. There was some sort of time skip, I think, but I gave birth to twins on the bathroom floor. I then took both babies and either crushed them with something or burned them alive. I only remember looking for rocks and then burying the kids. The chasing dreams are usually some type of post-apocalyptic stuff because I used to watch a lot of movies. The Walking Dead type thing. But some are more stressful and confusing. Sometimes I'm playing hide and seek with the killer. Someone tells me that they're in my house. I go look for them, and at the end they murder me. We have silent dreams, the ones where I can't speak up. I was home alone. My dad was in the living room, but in real life we have a bad relationship, so I barely talked with him. Something was happening to my phone. Messages were typing and sending them by themselves. I got scared that someone hacked my phone, or that, I don't know, there was a ghost in my room. I called my mom, and that's when it started. My dad in the living room turned into something else. Something really scary. It said, it's coming to get me. My room is right next to the living room, but it was walking pretty slow. My mom picked up the phone and started screaming for help, but nothing besides a few screeches came out. I was trying so hard to say something, but my throat was just blocked. The thing opened the door to my room. I dropped the phone and looked at it. The thing jumped on me and the dream ended. There were two more dreams like this one. I don't remember much, just the stress I felt when I couldn't make a sound. In many of them, especially the post-apocalyptic type dreams, I want to take my own life. My life isn't the most perfect, and I've been having issues for a really long time. Family, relationships, and other social stuff. Hmm. I mean, the, both the dreams seem somewhat connected in terms of maybe a fear of abandonment, uh, especially the first one, right? Because there's the uh, uh, the boyfriend, who's your, your real-life boyfriend, and I guess there could be some, even if you know it, that it's not likely to be the case, maybe you, you question whether or not his uh, feelings for you are genuine. That's like a, a fairly typical, you know, relationship worry, and you're afraid of having to raise, you know, children by yourself or that you won't have any support. And then the... The part with the dad that kind of becomes something other, that reminded me of an imposter nightmare. Um, so an imposter in a nightmare is just 
someone that you know who isn't the person you know. There, there's some sort of shapeshifter or something. Um, but an imposter nightmare can indicate that you suspect that the person in real life is untrustworthy or not who they appear to be. And you did mention you don't have the best relationship with your father, so that could be related to that. And then the last thing here on my dream chart that I noticed is you mentioned that you tried to scream and nothing but a few squeaks came out. So that would be a silent scream nightmare, uh, which indicates that you feel like you don't have a voice or you aren't being heard in real life, or you feel helpless or frustrated with some situation. Now the last part, which I think is probably the hardest to interpret, is the part where you crush your own children. Um, I don't know, I mean, I think, do I have an eating babies one? Okay, yeah, I have eating a baby on my on my dream chair, which is a lot of your hard work has gone to waste or someone else is taking credit for it. Could also be a waste of labor that you're helpless to prevent or generally the destruction of innocence. That would be if someone's eating a baby in a dream. But I wonder if it could apply here too could feel like maybe it was a waste of labor like you had the children with this guy out of like a labor of love or something and then it turned out that like he didn't feel that way about you and now you don't feel that way about the kids that's one guess that uh, that I have but don't read too much into it hope you got something out of that in any case this is a post by a user named a w- named Weird Nightmare. The post is titled A Weird Nightmare. The post reads, Dear someone, I've seen a weird nightmare tonight. It was night. My friends and I were standing behind my house. We were looking in the yard. It was dark outside. There was a shaft of light, and because one of us was uh, lighting it ahead with a flashlight, there was something strange in the yard. There was a naked man and woman running to and fro. The woman was on a leash and her whole body was scratched and bruised. The scariest thing was that the woman was running, bent, using her arms like an animal, a dog or a horse. Hmm. Has anyone seen that short clip of that woman running on all fours? And she does it like really well. Like, like it actually seems like like she really practiced it and she really seems like an animal like it almost seems like that's what her like she's supposed to do even though she's a human so she's not supposed to be walking like that but it's a, it's a freaky video because it, it looks like a dog the way she like comes up out of the distance anyway this nightmare reminded me of that um in terms of meaning i mean it could just be i wonder if you could identify who the man and the woman were in the nightmare uh because if you have You know, maybe someone that you know in real life who you suspect could be, like, a victim of abuse, then that could be, you know, what this is telling you, or maybe you suspect that deep down, even though it's not so obvious. Um, Other than that, without a lot of context, you and your friends just kind of coming across this is, is really hard to interpret, I think, any more deeply than that. This is a post by a user named Paratree Trooper. The post is titled, My God, Worst Nightmare I've Ever Experienced. It felt like real life. The post reads, I was an ace Soviet pilot in World War II. I was shot down a few, 
I was shooting down a few German planes, but I got ambushed and landed in German territory. I got captured and put into jail with fellow Soviet soldiers, and then somehow we find metal handsaw. So I cut this German guy's head who was checking the prisoners, and the other people come here to stop us. I attacked another German soldier and started cutting his shoulders. All the blood and scream was horrifying. And then another German comes in and takes my saw. Then he takes my friend and cuts his arteries in the neck and he instantly dies. I don't know, for some reason the Germans hold me in place and then about to cut my hands into pieces. I was so scared of pain, so I used all my force to take back the saw and succeeded. I attacked the German, but I failed to do, uh, to do so and uh, I cut my own throat and fell down. It became darkness, and I was just thinking what would happen after dying, rethinking what I did. My breath was slowing down, and I woke up. I was literally shaking from all that happened, all that felt like real life. And this story is a very simplified version of the actual dream. A lot of other things happened. Is this a sign or related to something? All the fear of pain when the German tries to cut my hand was terrifying. I was really desperate to survive and die with the least pain. I'm still in shock. You ever have an experience where somebody tells you a story or you you hear something and all of a sudden you recover a, a memory that was lost to you like a long time ago and you know that you've had it before? I got that from this. Um, so just, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've had a nightmare where I've had to violently, like, murder people, but, like, with some very kind of inefficient instrument for doing so, like a pencil or something. Or, like, I, I had to fight them with my hands, but the only way I could actually hurt them was to, like, grab their skin and, like, rip it apart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's kind of... I know that he said a saw, and he didn't go into more detail than that. And probably what he was imagining is like a wood saw. So it's got like longer teeth. For some reason, I was imagining a metal saw. So one of those saws that cuts through metal and has much shorter teeth, and you're just supposed to kind of go over the, the metal piece like a lot more, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like somehow I, I feel like I even made it more tedious more tediously gruesome like in just trying to imagine slowly trying to cut somebody with like a metal saw uh, yeah I mean if if it feels real it feels real I, I, at first I thought that they actually had like combat experience the way it was described but I think they're just getting right into the nightmare um, yeah I'm not really sure what I would how I would interpret it I mean I could definitely interpret it as just like a combat scenario or uh, being attacked, so that could mean that you just feel out of control or vulnerable in some aspect of your life, which seems definitely possible here. Um, and also the weapon used in the identity of the attacker might be clues as to what you feel vulnerable about. Now, I kind of doubt that you were actually a pilot in like in the Soviet Union in World War II, but I mean, you know, stranger things have happened, like it's Reddit, anyone can post. Um, but yeah, I wonder if maybe you just have kind of like a fear of war and like World War II is just kind of, you know, analogous to war in general. Um, and again, like the attacker like 
could just be some sort of opponent war. Don't know what the saw could represent, but maybe that's something that uh, you would have to look into a bit more. Thanks so much for the interpretation. Honestly, the dad and the silence part kind of correlate. I was abused by him for a long time and never suffered any consequences. He never suffered any consequences. I don't know the message behind it, though. Well, thanks for sharing that, and I'm sorry about that. But thanks for letting me read your nightmare. It's really interesting. And let's move on to nightmare number six. This is a post by a user named TastyMall6664. The post is titled, My day is ruined now. Thanks, brain. The post reads, I had the worst nightmare. Not because I dreamed someone was trying to kill me, or some demon-looking monster was in it, but because I watched my mom in my dream stab our budgie multiple times with a small knife. The sounds were so real, and I felt so helpless. And the worst part is he was still alive in the sleeve of my shirt that he likes to hide in. He came out and looked at me. He was saying, why? Why would you do this to me? Or maybe even he didn't understand what happened. It didn't even make sense that he was so alive considering the stab marks, but all I could do was just hold him and sob. Then the dream ended because my mom came in to wake me up. I'm 24 female and me and my mom have the best relationship. She would never ever do anything like that and I don't ever plan to share my dream with her. On top of that, we love this little bird so much. We raised him from an egg and he's literally our sweetest bird. I couldn't imagine a life without him. This isn't the time dreaming of horrible things happening to my pets. Uh, sorry, this isn't the first time I think is what that should say. Uh, but this one messed me up. I'm sorry it's all over, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone can relate or help me not feel so alone. Definitely. So I've had nightmares. Uh, my childhood dog is a Maltese, so a fairly small fella. And uh, we'd like, sometimes, you know, with a dog, you are running with him or running beside him. And the dogs like to be close to you, of course. And what will happen is you'll accidentally step on his toe. But like I would have nightmares where I like stepped on him like full on without realizing he was there uh, and like accidentally crushed him. Uh, yeah, like I feel like that's just kind of any, I definitely relate to that in that you just have like some small pet or some small dependent that's uh, requiring you to care for it and you're just unable to do that or you, uh, yeah, you're just, you're just worried that you're not gonna be able to take care of this creature that you, that depends on you. I think that's really the uh, the crux of it. But then the the whole other element with your mom actively stabbing the budgie. I mean, there you certainly have not given me any reason to believe that you suspect your mom would do such a thing. So I really don't know where that came from. But that is certainly alarming. Could be an imposter nightmare. Um. Yeah, adds real like another whole sinister element to it. But. Yeah, that's, that's difficult to interpret when you seem to be contradicting what I normally would say. But this nightmare is by SmellyBoy12345. The title is, Has anyone managed to teleport themselves to a completely different setting during a nightmare? The post reads, 
I had a nightmare that started off from me going out to the street to masturbate for whatever reason. <laughs> then, after a bit, decided that it wasn't going to work. Well, that's a good conclusion to come to. Walk into our little garden area, and we own in front of our house, and I see three of my fathers who are staring right into my soul, and I freaked out and got scared on so many levels, and managed to teleport myself to a completely different setting. Looked like my old school's PE class house thingy, with a basketball court, but I remember it looked hazily, and I woke up after a bit. But after the teleport, I didn't realize that it was a dream. I more like thought that this proves that the universe I'm living in is fake or simulated or something. I can't put it into words, but it really seems like a mix of existential crisis and paranoia. I really can't put it, uh, whoops. Um, I've experienced those same thoughts a lot when I'm awake and thought the fact that I completely managed to change my setting and environment and also forgot to mention my fear disappeared immediately after teleporting. But anyway, I thought that was proof that all the paranoia existential crisis thing is true. Well, I mean, the first part of the nightmare sounds like you just don't want to be caught masturbating by your father. I don't know if when he says three of my fathers, I'm not sure if you were, you know, growing up in some sort of <laughs> like situation where you've got three literal fathers or I, I kind of interpreted that though as three copies of your one father um, which could just be you know a fear of like shame yeah just being caught uh, masturbating and the fact that you started to head out to do it in the street is just wonderful it's just a wonderful detail and then uh, as for answering your actual question has anyone teleported themselves so not really I mean I've definitely read other nightmares that of people who've done that where like the nightmare just changed settings. I'm not sure the extent to which you're lucid when you're doing this. So that would be the the one question that I have is like, were you, oh wow, my dad is watching me. I need to get out of here. Was that like an active thought? Or were you just so alarmed and then all of a sudden you were in this new location? Um, yeah, so I haven't had the first one, but I have had sort of the semi-lucid one. and. For me, it was like a bit more complicated because I used to get it during nightmares, specifically this one nightmare where I would ride down my basement staircase in a wagon and at the at the bottom I couldn't get out of the wagon and then this vampire would come out from behind me and it would go for my neck and I had to teleport away. But I knew, I knew that I had to teleport away and I knew that it was a dream for some reason suddenly at that point in the dream and I could fly and I was flying, and then the vampire would fly, like, chasing after me, like in The Matrix 3, uh, when when the robot, or when the computer learns how to fly as well. Anyway, so, yeah, I was flying, and then I would have to do a countdown from 10, like 10, 9, 8, 7, and when it got to 1, I could switch dreams or wake up. Usually I would wake up, but sometimes it would be like a, a, a teleport to a different dream. So I've had it in that sense, where it's kind of semi-lucid, to answer your question. Uh, here's a comment in the chat. I'm curious, what's with gore in dreams? I don't watch any, never um, seen anything that disturbing in real life, yet this stuff happens to appear in my dreams still. Oh, uh, you like my light star? Thanks. That was a Christmas present a few years ago. Um, so, I don't know. Gore? 
I mean, it's kind of a part of life, isn't it? Like, even if you're not exposed to it, I think that you're, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this, but I feel like a lot of teenagers, you kind of stare at yourself in the mirror and just realize that you're a bag of meat, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of, you're aware that there's a lot of gore just under the surface of your skin. And so when your brain is like trying to render a depiction of violence, it's just trying to be as accurate as possible because gore exists in nature. You know, like even if you watch nature documentaries and some of these like, you know, lions and hippos and stuff, like you see some pretty horrific stuff there. I saw a video of a lion getting her jaw ripped off by a hippo. Like that's that's real life, you know? Like, I mean, you can't really avoid gore. That's my opinion anyway. Uh, I don't have any more like scientific evidence to back up why gore appears in nightmares. Um, but yeah, it's your subconscious in general just showing you whatever horrible things that it can think to. So that's, I guess, the bottom line there for me. This is a post by a user named Rage Melons. The post is titled, Definitely one of the scariest nightmares I've ever had. The post reads, I'm in a city near a forest, looking for someone. As I walk around, seeing things and talking to people, I'm switching to a dark industrial place with a lot of fans and I'm on a catwalk. There's an old man in front of me and apparently we're supposed to be friends. I tell him something terrible is happening, then switch to the forest. I'm on a dirt road and there are some boys in front of me. I notice my hands are dirty and that I have some kind of band on my right arm, but I can't clearly see what it is. Then I'm in an industrial place and my friend is acting very casual and slightly mean when he responds. His words are unclear, even in the dream, but next I'm suddenly shocked. The old man is behind whatever is happening, and then we're walking around on the catwalk until we see a young girl on the level below us. She's jerking around and screaming in a terrifying way. We're just staring at her. I'm in the forest again, and the girl is there. I reach out and try to grab her. The boys stop me, one of them pulling a gun. I distinctly remember it being wood and gold revolver. I lurch at them, as though I can't move right, but I don't feel anything. Suddenly, the boy with the gun's father appears, and he takes the gun and shoots me. I fall over as they turn and run away along with the girl, and on the ground my head tilts to the right, where a swarm of red crows as wide as the horizon are flying toward me, turning the sky a blood red and cawing louder as they approach. From down the road I came, a black tattered figure is flying towards faster than anything I can think of. In a second I realized it's a grim reaper. I just just a tattered black cloak with a scythe I can barely make out. Right before he gets to me, I squeeze my eyes shut and then wake up for real this time. I actually thought I was dead when I woke up, because something consistent in all my dreams is that I can barely breathe in any of them, regardless of what's happening. This time, I woke up, not breathing at all. I can't adequately describe exactly how I was feeling, confused for most of it, scared the entire time, utterly terrified at the end. 
So that sounds like you might actually have a sleep disorder of some sort, like a sleep apnea or something, where you, your your breathing's abnormal where you sleep, and that can cause nightmares, right? Because if, you know, something is happening in the physical world, like a sound, for example, your brain will often incorporate that into your nightmare. So if you can't, if you're having trouble breathing in your nightmare, it could be because you're having trouble breathing in real life as well, and so that's manifesting in your nightmare because it. Your brain's like, well, this is what I'm feeling, so let's just incorporate this into the dream. Um, yeah. Um, what's also interesting about this one is, like, it seemed like there was something supernatural that was going on or something like when you first described the girl jerking around in a terrifying way, and then when you reach out to her, it's almost like your friends and your friend's dad kind of picture you as the bad guy all of a sudden, and like you're trying to do something to her or whatever. And that's kind of interesting. I wasn't expecting that twist, so maybe you just feel like in your social circle or something like that. In your social circle, you feel... Um, like an outcast or like yeah for whatever reason they have some sort of like moral judgment over you or yeah they don't trust you something like that which is i think kind of the biggest story here in terms of what like real life meaning could be well and of course the the not being able to breathe could be as i mentioned earlier and then one last thing to say about this is the setting of the dream, a dark industrial place with a lot of fans and you're on a catwalk, sounds very similar to a dream that I had last year. And I won't get into that now, but I talked about it in my first uh, episode, Nightmare Theater, episode one if you're interested, but there it is. Wow, I never saw a bag of meat in the mirror. <laughs> okay, guess I'm just weird. Alright. Nightmare number nine. This is a post by a user named Making Bad Choices 999. The post is titled, Just 30 Minutes Ago. The post reads, It started in a peaceful setting, one with trees and bushes everywhere, as well as my boyfriend and all the people I had ever lost were all lined up in a row. Slowly, one by one, each person would collapse to the floor in a different death. The first few were stabbed or smashed. The next two were pushed into a lockbox and suffocated. Then my boyfriend was ripped out of my arms. Literally, it was like seeing a thousand shards of red glass thrown around me, and like everything in the world had gone cold in that moment. It felt like I would never feel happy again, and I screamed and fell as well. Then I woke up. Hmm. So, I think that I would call this a seeing the dead nightmare. So seeing dead people that you don't know indicates anxiety about a personal illness. But, you mentioned that these are all people that you have lost in real life. So seeing a dead person that you know indicates that you're struggling with grief. So I guess that's kind of the most obvious interpretation ever. <laughs> probably didn't really need to look that up but yeah you're probably struggling with grief the fact that you're showing them dying kind of again in a more violent way could just be your brain's way of like lashing out at reality or trying to make you feel guilty maybe about like oh maybe you could have done more 
that type of thing, right? Like your subconscious is always picking on you, uh, to be honest. And then also seeing someone who's still alive in real life as a dead person can mean you feel guilty about some aspect of your relationship with that person. So I wasn't sure if when you're describing your boyfriend, if it was an ex-boyfriend that you lost or if it's your current boyfriend, but you could maybe look into that. Maybe you feel guilty about some aspect of your relationship with him. It's a possibility if you're seeing him as a person who's dying or dead. Yep. This is a post by a user named Inside Civil 8089. The post is titled Strange Black Figure in My Room. The post reads So last summer I had this bizarre nightmare, which has stuck with me ever since. I'll try my best to remember the minor details of it, but here it goes. I wake up in my room and it feels incredibly chilly. It's also dark but not too dark. I can still see slightly, and when I do end up taking a look around, I see something standing at my door. Some humanoid-looking shadow, but I could tell it was in a physical form, because I noticed it was wearing a black hat with a large overcoat, but had no face. Unfortunately, the face I could never make out. All a blur. I get up, and by this time I'm kind of scared, but I gather up the courage to walk towards my door to leave. But as I got closer to my door and the black figure, my iPhone starts playing this creepy music with some eerie language singing some tune. I have actual goosebumps. Uh, a language I've never heard before. It must have been made up by my nightmare, but anyway. I try my hardest to turn it down, but it doesn't stop gets louder and louder actually. I finally reach for the doorknob and you know what happens? My body goes limp. The fear I was experiencing in that nightmare room was so overwhelming, I just fell over, limp. I cried out to get myself up. Uh, sorry, I cried out to myself to get up, all while that music was still playing with the figure standing over me. I finally get up, feeling incredibly weak. Bam. I'm suddenly transported into my living room. I look out to my backyard. The moon is shining bright, the grass blowing in the wind. I thought finally some peace. But as I look to my left towards my bedroom window, I see a black werewolf looking monster scratching at the window with long fingers. I get scared again. It's over. After all that, I chose to sleep with my lamp on for a few days, but I have my window locked with the curtain closed. Anyway, thought I'd share it with you folk on here. I'm good now. No crazy nightmares ever since. Just one this year. Sleep well, my friends. So, are you sure that was a nightmare? And I'm not saying it was real life, but it sounds like classic sleep paralysis. And even the sleep paralysis demon that you're describing is known as the man in the hat, which is like a very well-documented sleep paralysis demon. It's one of the most common ones. Uh, I've talked about it, I think, in my Nightmare Theater episode 10, and then also episode 30, where I did a tier list of sleep paralysis demons. But the man in the hat is supposed to be one of the scariest ones, and is one of the most common ones. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a shadow with a wide-brimmed hat. Often people will say they can't see his face, but they see red eyes. Um, sometimes a smile, but usually just the, the red eyes poking out, or nothing at all. So, 
Yeah, that sounds like sleep paralysis to me. But the whole iPhone thing with the creepy language and like creepy music, that was intense. That really that really put another layer on it for me. Like that's really scary. Good luck to you. <laughs> sleep well. Um, to you as well. So this is a post by a user named Young Stir Fry. The post is titled Reoccurring Nightmare. The post reads I have nightmares often and just started a new set of reoccurring ones. However, the one I'm going to post about today wrapped up a little while ago. It started with my watching this family go about their business. Nothing crazy. It was a mother, father, little boy, and girl around seven. They lived on a lake on the woods. Actually, a really scenic view, and did normal family stuff like swing in their swings, eat dinner, play games, etc. After the dreams started happening for a while, I wasn't alone watching them. About 15 to 20 little dolls had joined me. The dolls were all identical, came up to about my mid-thigh, and looked old with painted on faces, almost like they were made of porcelain or even wood. The dolls would never look at me, only the family, but I would sometimes look at the dolls. We watched the family for a while, and one day, the family decided to go for a sail on the lake with their boat. Usually, the family did things alone, and the dolls wouldn't join them, but this time, every single doll piled onto the boat with them, but the family didn't seem to notice. I stayed in the shoreline and kept watching. As the boat set sail, every single doll's head turned around and started staring directly at me. And then the boat started slowly sinking, taking the dolls and the family with it. Major creepy. That's two in a row that gave me goosebumps. Oh, that's so creepy. That's like so well written too. Um... Yeah, just the dolls. Oh, that, I feel like I've seen that in a horror movie, but I can't like put my finger on what one. But yeah, that's that's so good. The dolls, they're just like... And the, they didn't look at you the entire time you were watching the family, but then as soon as they get on the boat, and they, they're like, hey. <laughs> they, they look at you then when they're about to kill the family. I mean, it's implied that they're kind of responsible for killing the family, but yeah, I have no idea what that dream could mean. I mean... I, we can talk about, uh, actually I do think I have one for evil dolls. Evil dolls represent your childhood or past, and an evil doll represents that you had a dark childhood or past that you need to heal from. Dolls and nightmares can also represent a feeling of isolation or loneliness. I feel like that second interpretation may apply more here, because it's kind of like the people that you're watching, like your companions, and then the dolls are just like removing them from you. You'll never be able to watch them again. You know? I don't know what that could, like, be analogous to in real life, though. I mean, maybe, like, they represent death just coming from your, like, friends. Or, like, a lost opportunity. I don't know. But it's a really creepy nightmare, for sure. Never heard of the man in the hat. It's crazy that so many people see the same sleep paralysis demon. I know. I know, that's like one of the most common ones, it's like shadow people in general, just like dark figures, um, which are usually wearing like a hood, like a hooded figure, that's like the most common sleep paralysis demon, but then when you look at 
a lot of people, like a lot of them, have seen this variation where it's wearing like a wide-brimmed hat, and no one knows why, because it's like why um, that's not like something that a lot of people wear, right? It's like it's from some other period, like Wild West, and like a long trench coat. Yeah, it has almost like a Wild West feel to it, but people all over the world see it, so it's very, very odd and creepy. Um. This is a post by a user named Fucking Sleep Deprived. The post is titled, Very Strange Dream I Had a Few Months Ago. The post reads, I was inside a huge building that looked like a church. Candles, fancy looking benches, you know the drill. There were also many teens who were about my age, some of them from my class at the time. The church was massive. We were in the hall, and there was enough space for us to stay in small, separate groups. A few adults would walk in between us, handing us small flasks that held a liquid. I don't remember the taste of it. I only know it was black, so black that it almost looked like a flask was black itself, but it wasn't. It was transparent. They told us to drink it so we could see the supernatural, their words exactly. We all did. Then, we waited a few minutes until the sun set. Once it was dark outside, they threw all of us out of the building and locked the doors and blocked the windows. They said whoever couldn't come back before the doors were definitely closed would be left outside to die. I hurried to hide somewhere. All I could see was huge puddles of black liquid everywhere. They had told us that we couldn't touch it unless it was to drink it, so I paid no attention and didn't touch them. But some people didn't. I don't remember much about what happened to them when they did, but I do remember hearing them scream in agony. I ran towards the doors as fast as I could, pushing through people and managing to, uh, trying to get in and eventually entered the building again. We were about 20 people out of maybe a hundred who got back. We were seated in front of the, uh, in a sort of cafeteria and there was food available but no one would eat it as we wanted to see if everyone would come back. Eventually, we heard loud bangs at the door. The adults opened it and three people showed up. All of them were from my school at the time. They let two of them get in, but kept one guy outside and pushed him against the wall. He started crying black liquid. His eyes went all black and he smiled. There was a black liquid everywhere in his mouth and between his teeth. They said, he isn't supposed to come back, and then threw him outside. All of us survivors were extremely confused. We started fighting the adults, hitting them, punching them. We did everything we could, but whenever they got hurt, they would reappear with absolutely no bruises or signs of being hit. One of the people in the group started doing the same as the guy did earlier, and they threw her outside. They threw so many others outside as well. The end was terrifying. I was running through this massive church. I had no idea where I was going. I'm pretty sure I was trying to escape. I could hear them laughing behind me, and I saw black liquid everywhere. It was like I was underwater, but replaced the water with black liquid they made us drink at the beginning. They kept saying, you aren't supposed to be here. Then I woke up. Wow, these, these nightmares tonight are like professional movie plots. That's so creepy.
Now, in terms of interpretation, my first thought is maybe it has something to do with like a school environment. Um, that's just because you mentioned that three of the survivors, the three of the people that showed up at the knocked on the door, were from your school. Um, and then there's a clear distinction between adults, which are kind of running the institution, which is the church or maybe the school, in my theory, and then the kids who are you know attending the school. So it could be that you feel like maybe the curriculum or some of the teachers are like favoring certain students because like some of the students are meeting the requirements. They manage to get back inside the building and then they just start crying the black liquid. And the adults are like, no, he wasn't supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. And it, yeah, it kind of sounds like imposter syndrome a bit as well. Um, you know, like, like maybe it just it feels like the people that succeed in your school are you know, they're just kind of getting lucky or they seem much more talented or something like that. And like either the, the adults, there's gatekeepers in the institution or random chance is kind of having you feel like you're in the wrong place. I don't know. I was a bit all over the place with that, uh, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. But yeah, just the imagery is so good in this nightmare too. I love the black liquid and like the cult feeling and like being trapped outside and how you would see the supernatural and even the end you're not supposed to be here right before you wake up <sighs> that's wild wild like that's the type of nightmare that you almost wish you had like even though I'm sure it's terrifying it's it must just be a really nice feeling to have such a beautiful narrative like that and vibe I don't know maybe I'm weird again <laughs> but yeah I enjoyed that one a lot this is a post by a user named Dr. Spice. The post is titled, Waking Up Repeatedly Within a Nightmare. The post reads, Today, I just woke up in a pool of sweat. I'm not exactly sure how to describe this since I just got out of bed and the details are foggy. I got out of bed in the dream. I found it hard to control my body. I was entirely numb and there was a latency between me telling my body to move and it actually moving. I slept on the bottom floor, so I headed upstairs. This is where things start to get real weird, since now the house architecture just fell out. It didn't make sense anymore. I ended up stumbling through the house that vaguely looked like the one I live in, but everything seemed rearranged. After a while, I would fall down the set of stairs or something, and feel an intense oversensitivity like I never felt before. I repeated this process of waking up over and over until eventually I did wake up. As for it recurring, this is the first time I've had this specific nightmare in a while. So this is like textbook false awakening nightmare. If I were to do, you know, <laughs> literally if I was writing a book on different types of nightmares, I would put this one as an example for false awakening. So a false awakening nightmare is, it's sort of like a dream within a dream, like as the movie Inception popularized. So it's basically like you wake up in your nightmare and things are off. Like, like, like there are two, I think in my first video where I talked about false awakenings, I think that was episode three, but I think I was talking about how there's like type one and type two false awakenings. So this I think is a type one where you just you wake up and it's your house but things are just odd like, like it could be like a, a picture is, is different hanging on the wall or your chest of drawers 
like the drawers are all open or missing or something like that. And, you know, there's just like an accumulation of these little things. And you wake up into an uneasy feeling. And then a type 2 false awakening, which I don't think this is. Um, type 2 false awakening is you wake up and everything seems like completely normal. And then things take like a sudden turn towards evil or, or scary. Um, and like suddenly you notice something's wrong and just... Yeah, but you're just kind of walking through the haze here. So a false awakening, by the way, just like all nightmares, tends to be caused by stress. So you've probably got something that's stressing you in real life, and that could be like anything. Uh, if I were to take like a Jungian interpretation of this dream, because then the house would represent yourself, and the fact that the the you know the house is disorganized and you don't recognize it, you know is analogous to you don't recognize yourself or you feel like you're disorganized, something of that nature. But yeah, I hope you got something out of that interpretation. This is a post by a user named 1234123USRR. The post is titled, Bloody Dissection in Front of an Audience Dream. The post reads, I woke up last night around 3.15 a.m. to get a drink of water before going back to bed. When I, feel, when I fell back asleep, I had the strangest dream. I was in my old high school's auditorium during a school assembly. For some reason, I was voted the smartest kid in the school, so that meant I had to dissect one of my classmates in front of everyone. This classmate was voted into being dissected by the rest of the school as well. The lights of the stage were extremely bright, and I couldn't see the audience, but I knew they were there. My principal was emceeing the assembly, and they were essentially forcing me to use a knife to cut open and bring the organs of my classmate to a table in the center of the stage. It weirdly morphed into my principal, using the organs to tell the future. I kept going back to my classmate's body to cut out organs and bring them back to center stage. I was feeling like I was forced to do this, like I didn't want to. It was like I had to, because I was voted by my classmates and the principal was putting a lot of pressure on me to complete my tasks of literally cutting up a human being. After I brought each organ to the center of the stage, I felt really sick. I started throwing up solid bricks of black coal, just brick after brick coming up my throat and out my mouth. Then I woke up feeling sick and grossed out, probably one of the weirdest dreams I've ever had. That's fascinating. I really love that actually, like, like the setup to it is so genius, is actually genius because you know, there'll be like different talented kids at like high school and you know some of them are like musically inclined some of them are you know funny and they might do a skit or like some kind of acting thing but there's it's very seldom that there's you know an opportunity to display like if you're just smart or maybe you're good at like science or something is kind of the thing like what if you're like a biology whiz but like there's not really a way to like demonstrate that that you would like put as a spectacle in front of an assembly of your peers but you kind of invented a way for that to happen <laughs> um yeah like you have to do dissections in high school right sometimes but the fact that you're just showing everyone how smart you are by dissecting your classmate and i'm also imagining maybe you're like explaining what each organ is and like what it does i love that 
Um, and it, it just made me chuckle as well. Just <laughs> this this poor guy got voted to get dissected by the rest of the school, just like the least popular kid or something. Uh, that's funny. I don't know. Um, right. I, I'd say actually the like I would interpret this as being maybe you feel like you are a smart kid in real life or you were, I don't know how old you are, but like you were given kind of this, I wouldn't call it responsibility, but you're, you're put on a pedestal sort of by the adults or the other teachers in front of your peers. And so it feels like, I think that you probably feel guilty about having their eyes on the back of your head. You know what I mean? So like maybe you get really good marks and everyone's like, wow, like, like how, they're jealous of you, basically, or, or you feel like you, you just want to be in the background, but because you're doing so well, you're kind of, like, used as an example, right? And you just, you don't want the spotlight. That's the vibe that I get from this dream. And then the last part, which I think is the hardest to interpret, is I brought each, uh, or yeah, when you're just vomiting bricks of black coal, that is a hard part to interpret. I mean, it could just be, you know, a metaphorical representation of, like, trying to get rid of a sick feeling i don't know but that's again like really great imagery in these dreams uh, i knew that if i waited for a month i'd get a lot of really good nightmares so i'm really pleased that that turned out that way and now for the final nightmare of the night Night <laughs> nightmare number 15 my ability to talk is starting to go so it's a good thing that we're arriving here in some time this is a post by a user named I am God Me. The post is titled Stuck in an Endless Dream. The post reads Last night I had a dream which really fucked me up. But before, let me tell you some backstory. Last year, I had a recurring themes in my nightmares where this hooded figure with no facial features except a smile would be in the background. Every dream, it got closer, even in non-nightmares. Eventually, it got close enough that I could see it perfectly, and then it ended. It started when I had a dream within a dream, in a dream, well, where after falling asleep in my dream, I woke up in a dark, parallel world, where it was there, telling me I shouldn't be there. But last night, for some uh, for the first time, it came back. So it started as a normal dream. I was hanging out with my friends, and we were messing around in my old science classroom. When I suddenly wake up, I'm convinced it's just me awake. So I get on with my day until it starts taking quite a dark turn, and it turns into this slasher movie. This repeats over and over. I'm being forced to watch my friends and family just get well, slaughtered. I'm aware that this is happening at this point. I've figured out that I'm dreaming, but have no control at all. It goes over and over to the point that I'm just terrified. I never normally scared of dreams similar to this, because I'm used to it, but this was different. It was like torture. Then, uh, at the end, I'm running away from these like twins, when I see this long shadow moving across the wall from a laugh and a laugh, sorry. I instantly recognized the laugh because I'd heard it come from the monster from the dreams so long ago. 
Suddenly, I wake up again because I'm still dreaming. I leave my bed, but every few seconds my body just gives up and I have no control. I just drop to the floor, a sensation I've had in past dreams because of that monster. It took me long, so long to wake up. All day I felt anxious and afraid that this isn't real and that it might still be the dream. Logic tells me it's not, but I'm still afraid, and I'm even more afraid to go to sleep tonight. Wow. Ending on a strong note there as well. Yeah, that was an amazing nightmare. Um, I had all these thoughts and now I forget them. Um, yeah, I love how you go into the shadow world and this sort of your first encounter with it. Again, this feels like a movie plot almost. Um, oh yeah, one of the things that I wanted to say is compared to the the false awakening we talked about like a couple nightmares ago this is actually a great example of a type 2 false awakening so the type 2 false awakening of course is where you wake up you don't realize it's a dream and you're going about your day and then things rapidly take a turn for the worse uh, so yeah that was just what i wanted to say uh, with regards to it being a false awakening uh, what i'd also say to the poster as i said to the previous false awakening poster is in general false awakenings are associated with stress in your real life um, and in this case in particular, I would probably look into whatever stress was happening when you were having these dreams regularly, perhaps the source of that stress resurfaced in the real world. And so you're having these like intense, really vivid dreams uh, that are looping that, you know, maybe the monster is associated with some real world phenomenon that is, had disappeared and is now returning. That's a possibility for sure. Um, but yeah, really creepy, like, like a well-written, like amazing plot and like vibe cultivated there. Uh, really appreciate uh, you letting me read that as well. Um, and the honking continues, but that's all right. That was all the nightmares I had for tonight. Some really good ones. Um, and thanks for all, thanks to you, to everybody for coming out. Next Nightmare Theater is going to be August 8th. If you have a nightmare that you'd like me to read on stream, you can send it as an email to theforgottengrove at gmail.com, uh, and I'd love to get to that. Um, might have a guest next time as well. I, I asked a couple people this time, but I didn't get a response, and then I just kind of thought, eh, it might just be nice to go out and, you know, solo. <laughs> just go solo like the old days. So yeah, that was kind of fun, just kind of doing it by myself. But anyway... I uh, hope everybody has a good night. Um, like, comment, and subscribe, all that YouTuber stuff that I'm supposed to say. And um, until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.